Welcome to It Came From A Podcast, episode three. It's May 16th, 2015, and today we're talking about life. That aside, we finally learn Thor's real identity. A beloved cast member leaves The Simpsons, our reaction to the first look of DC's upcoming shows, and as always, more. Much more. Once again, you're listening to It Came From A Podcast. Where we curate pop culture for your inner geek. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sergio IM, and joining me is Ricky Kazvan. What's up? How are you, Ricky? I am doing well. Thank you. Um, it was your birthday? It was our birthday on Thursday. Happy birthday. Thank Feliz cumpleaños. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. Um, Sergio, while we're on the topic of my birthday, are you a fan of... Birthdays, pitch- yes. Oh, well, everybody's a fan of birthdays, but of Pitch Perfect. Um, yes, I liked it. It was pretty good. So I think that Pitch Perfect is the... So in the 1990s, you had Clueless, right? Yeah. In the 2000s, you had Mean Girls, which I think is like the Clueless of the 2000s. Yeah, it was definitely the the one with the, all the memes going right. around. Yeah. Cult classic, in a sense. Yeah. And of. then uh, I think Pitch Perfect is like the Mean Girls of the 2010s. The reason I bring up Pitch Perfect is because we went to go see it for my birthday, me and my wife. You got a story? I have an embarrassing story. Okay, good. From the good. from the theater, which is probably the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me in a movie theater. Good. So Keep going. I, it's not really. This. We're watching the movie. There's a part in the middle of the movie that kind of harkens back to a, a part from the first movie, and it's really emotional. It has to do with the. You remember that cups part from the first movie, though. Yes. Yeah, that of one. Course. Yeah. Uh, and they sing that little song, or whatever. So they do it. They're like sitting around a campfire and they start singing it and it's like this really like emotional, unifying, we're friends moment. And I kinda start to get a little emotional. Oh no. And oh, no. let me let me just add that I am I think I'm pretty sure I'm the only male in the movie theater is full <laughs> of like thirteen year old girls and all of a sudden you just hear <laughs> I'm just like, Alright. I'm kinda getting emotional and then I have this friend who's really loud. She just looks over at me, she's like, Are you crying? And I'm like, oh, God. Kind of like sinking into my seat, and I just hear it from the back. I just hear the laughter. Ah, we're girls! All the 13-year-old girls. I'm just like, oh, my God. And uh, so, yeah, that happens. And then we get to the end of the movie, and there's this another big, like, oh, emotional part. And my friend just looks over. Hey, you're not crying, are you? I'm like, oh, God. And I hear the laughter <laughs> no, again. Yeah. So that's what happened. That's, what, that's my story. That's, that's why, dude. Me. That's why you can't cry in movie theaters. And I'm that's never crying in a movie theater again. Exactly. Yeah. Don't do it, man. I stopped. Like after the Lion King, I can't I help it, man. I, I I get older and so many things. Now. Emotions are meant to be felt uh. and expressed, maybe <laughs> some places. So yeah. So we're gonna start off with television. Networks like animation because they don't have to pay the actors squat. Plus, they can replace them, and no one can tell the diddly difference. That clip is making the rounds online, and it's because. After 26 years, Harry Shearer, 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 is leaving The Simpsons. 26 years. 26 years. It's a long time. Ned Flanders, Mr. Burns, Waylon Smithers, Principal Skinner, Dr. Hibbert, Lenny, Kent Brockman, Otto the Bus Driver, and that's just to name a few. Give me a good Mr. Burns impression. I'm old. I don't know. I, I, I'm horrible. I have to get in. I have to get into it. It's perfect. You know. Uh, he publicly announced this, where else? On Twitter, Twitter. By, by tweets, and I quote, from James L. Brooks' lawyer. Books. Oh, yeah, he spelled books. Books. Yeah, yeah, books. He's, 
From James L. Book's lawyer, show will go on, Harry will not be part of it, wish him the best, one of two, and the second, this because I wanted what we've always had, the freedom to do other work. Of course, I wish him the very best, two of two. Not for anything, but 26 years is a long time. I'm surprised anybody has lasted that long. Dude, it's amazing. He's 71. That's crazy. Showrunner Al Jean, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, said he mentioned that he wanted to do outside projects... Everybody on the show does lots of outside projects. Actually gets to record on the phone and do the table reads on the phone. So we've never kept him from doing that stuff. So that's one confusion I had. For the last several years, he's done reads on the phone. He doesn't always participate. We've excused him for several and he records as long as it's done in time when it's convenient for him. So it's not a schedule thing. And he says it's not a money thing. So I'm not sure what he's thinking. So he's literally phoning it in. Thank yeah, you. Cliche intact. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's just drama. It's all drama. And this is like, like he found out through a tweet that this is the decision he came up with. That's, like, ugh. Yeah, it's sort of weird. Ugh, that's, that's it's like, like breaking up through a tweet. Yeah. It's like, I, someone is, tell him I don't want to be with him anymore. It's the breaking up of the future. That's how it's going to happen. Exactly. It's probably happening. Yeah, yeah, no, it already is. Then in an interview with The New York, he stated, We do not plan to kill off characters like Burns and Flanders, but will recast with the finest voiceover talent available. So that means for future episodes, they'll try to avoid using those characters because I feel like you can always tell when a voice actor's changed. When I was little, I used to watch Pokemon, and years later, I was channel surfing and stumbled upon a new episode, and Ash just sounded weird, and like he went through puberty or something, and I went back to channel surfing. I hate when you, you can always tell when they switch. It's like, just a point that I can't watch. I remember it used to happen to me on a, in the in the 90s when they had the, the Aladdin TV show based on the movie. You, you could always tell it wasn't Robin Williams. And like it always just threw me off just a little bit. It, yeah, it kills. I remember when I was younger and I wanted to get into voice acting. The first thing I did was search and see if Fox was hiring voice actors for The Simpsons. Not that I could hire them. but I think you would. Maybe. You I know. Like, I know I would. You would. I know. You just you don't want to sound confident. I'm not good at it yet, though. After digging around the web, uh, I found out, well, sadly found out, most of the voice actors voiced a large majority of characters, so the chances of getting in were very difficult. Were you crushed? Uh, my heart was crushed, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, like, uh, work on it, I guess, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that's what's coming back to bite them on the butt, so to speak, because now by losing one, we'll most likely start seeing the domino effect kick in and start losing others. The, th- the thing is, too, it's been 26 years. Like, A, first of all, personal opinion, I think they should have ended when the movie came out. 26 years is way too long. And you know The Simpsons better than I do, so I, from what I see now, it seems to have a lot of its quality. I don't know if you agree... It become, I think it's become a thing that Fox is associated with. So if you don't have that, they feel like they might lose, you know, a big part of their oh, brand. Of the viewership? Yeah. But yeah, 26 years, it's, it's too long. People, I mean, I agree. I think that you're going to start to see some of these people leave. And I think maybe in the next three or four years, The Simpsons will. I, I feel that way, too. I think they're getting, they're trying to get, I forgot what the record is, it's like 29 or 30 years. And I think once they hit that record, I'm sure, record, I'm sure, yeah. Be I mean, long. they'll be the longest running, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also probably one of those being held hostage through money. Ooh. As in like, you know, who would want to walk away from money? I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, no, no way. Sources have said that they've recently been making roughly 300000 per episode, and that was them taking a 30% cut in their pay from about $440,000. I, I still take it, though, straight up. I, I was going <laughs> to say, like, I, you know what, like 20000 Sure. To, yeah, go in, to go in a booth and record? Of or course. phoning, phoning, no, it, phoning, phoning in. in? That's insane. Yeah. I don't know. My name is Kara Zorel. 24 years ago, my planet was in peril. 
My cousin, Kal-El, was sent to a planet called Earth. You may know his story, but you don't know mine. So, Supergirl. I was pretty excited when they first announced this back in September. Because um, the showrunners are Greg Bernani, who's had like super success uh, producing Arrow and Flash on CW. And the uh, other showrunners, Ali Adler, who co-created uh, The New Normal, which is a very shows when it was out. And uh, also worked on Bernani with ABC's No Ordinary Family. I haven't seen like any of those. I watched The New Normal. It was really, really cool. But of course, like all good shows, it gets canceled. Canceled. Sorry. But Sergio, after this first look, I'm not excited. No. No. Granted, what we've seen is it's probably just footage from the first episode, so it's probably not the best thing, but it's not what I was expecting. You know, there's this like there's this big movement right now, specifically in the comic book world, to get past like those old world stereotypes of what a female hero or character should be. And uh the fact that there's no reason why they should they shouldn't be treated or looked at any different than their male counterparts. And um I just this first look just does a really bad job of kind of getting that out there and I really hope that it's just the trailer and that it's not really reflective of like the show itself especially with all that recent controversy we've seen with you know Joss Whedon and people are saying that he's like anti-feminism and the way that he portrayed Black Widow in Age of Ultron because I think she mentioned that um she couldn't bear children and she's like a, she thinks she's a monster and this whole thing so I just yeah. think I think in light of that to release something like this it's probably probably not time, the yeah. best idea it was very like over the top. Oh, I'm a clumsy girl, kind of thing, and I don't know. I yeah, think that's like, a horrible. I, I can't tell if I'm watching kind of stuff. like just from the trailer. I can't watch from. I can't tell if I'm watching the Devil Wears Prada or Gossip Girl. Like at least with like you know when you're watching that first half, it's like the last thing I would think of is that it's a Supergirl show. And like, what you were saying, she's like super ditzy and bubbly, and hope it's just a persona that she's putting on, kind of like the same way that Clark does. Like he pretends to be of like course, yeah. a he, different yeah than Superman, but. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of scared that it might be the way that she actually is. It's like so small town girl, big city in the big city, like stereotypical female archetype. Um, like why does she have to be like that? I don't know. It's one of those things that like I I do want to dissect the Superman thing because Superman when he's in costume. He's us. He's trying to portray how we right. are. So maybe that's what they're going for with Supergirl, where all girls are like that. But I, which I, don't, they're which not. I don't get why they can't just, she can't just be like a super self-confident, you know, I don't have to bubble around, like just a strong female lead, which is honestly way more indicative of like all the women that I know in my life. I don't know about you, but. Of like, course, same. My that's wife. How, that's what women are. <laughs> they're not, they're not damsels in distress anymore. You know, it's. No way. I don't know. I will say the second half of the trailer looks a little more promising, but I did notice that they're ripping off two scenes from both Superman movies of the last 10 years. Yeah. The Brandon Ralph one and the Henry uh, Cavill one. Um, you know, which the two scenes we're talking about, I think the first one is where she's like flying and she has like, she's holding the plane because it's crashing oh. straight from that movie. Exactly. First of all, she just started flying. She, uh, she, she Yeah, she was struggling and, and somehow saved an airplane. It's the adrenaline is what it is. Yeah, same here. And then, uh, and then the other one's the one where she puts that costume, the costume on, and it has the, the quote unquote S, and her friend's like, "Oh, you have the S now." She's like, "It's not an S, it's the the family crest of it's my the, family, it's my family crest." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, which I, you know, I think if there was like a shared DC universe, it'd be okay because it'd be nods, but yeah, it's not. Um, so I just think that they're kind of ripping it off association, which I'm sure they are. Yeah, they want people to say, "Oh, look, like the movie." 
The other thing that I was like, eh, it's the whole best friend being in love with the girl thing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's... It's so John Hughes, like, Pretty in Pink, 1980s, like, been there, done that. And then, which we've been joking about, the song. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. This is my fight song. No, I think it's like more like, this is my fight song. Yeah, you got to use the high notes. Yeah. Horrible. I can't believe who in their right mind at the network would be like, you know what? This is good promotion for the show. It, it just makes it sound like what we talked about, like like Sex in the City, Gossip Girl, Gilmore Girls, like one of those shows that like oh my god, why would they use that song? I should, it's so cheesy and I mean it's This perfect. is my fun. Yeah, yeah, hi. Good. Horrible. I just we both laughed when we watched that part. It's just so bad. It's just, I feel like it's just, I don't know. It's just degrading almost. To, it is. Uh, I guarantee you there should be a ton of women out there who are just offended by this. I w- I w- I'm, I'm offended by it. And I'm not, I'm not a woman. Yeah. But I'm just, offended by it. Like They go through the Supergirl. Like, you know, how about Superwoman? C- uh, CBS. If you're listening to us, which I know you're not, but whatever. Um, t- don't do that. <laughs> don't do things like that when you, when you, when you come you, on with the what show. What are you doing? Stop. Not a good idea. You're going to piss a lot of people off. Stop. What are you doing? My, my wife has been joking that the, the the first look just looks like like that uh the SNL spoof of, of the Black Widow movie, which is obviously making fun of it's a, I it's like a But the trailer's taking it seriously, so it's like, oh my god, what, what are you insane. doing? It's so it's exactly like that that SNL skit. You know what, like let's let's be fair though, it's only a trailer. So I still have somewhat high hope for it. I hope it's just the way that everything, you know, is cut and Hopefully not indicative of like what we're gonna see when the show airs. I think um, it might be one of those things where it turns out that the audience hates it, so let's change it. I hope and the it show's not about her fight song. Let's not talk. Let's not. No. <laughs> let's hope they listen. Let's hope they change it, and maybe it'll survive. Look, DC, the CW has gotten it right. Um, they have the Flash. They have Arrow, and the female characters in that show on those shows. You know, obviously it's CW, so there's cheesy moments, but they've done a pretty good job of, of not necessarily making them damsels in distress and just do like these strong ass female leads. Hopefully, um, Greg Berlanti kind of takes some of what he's done there and brings it over and just fires whoever edited this trailer. Quickly, quickly, in in a flash, in in, in, the, in an arrow. In the future, none of you are heroes. Your legends. So we finally saw our first image and trailer for Legends of Tomorrow, uh, the spin-off show to both Arrow and The Flash on the CW. Sergio, the second I seen this, I literally could not function. Ricky, it's the Avengers. It, it's just it's <laughs> it's gotten to the point where the CW is literally just doing whatever the F they want. Like I would have loved to have like been sitting in that pitch meeting where this whole concept came up. And it's not really based on a DC series, so they, they literally just sat around and they were like, you know what would be cool? Let's get Rip Hunter, who's like a time traveler in the DC universe, and let's have him bring together all these supporting characters from these two shows, but they won't be heroes. They'll be legends. Legends. The way we're going to bring back Sarah from Arrow as White Canary. Come on, dude. Total, total geekgasm. I'm not the biggest DC guy, as I am with Marvel, but I just, as someone seeing that, I just kept seeing random people come out, and I'm like, who are you? Who are, who's yeah, this? You, what? Who's that you person? You have to watch uh, Arrow and Flash to get it, because they're, they're supporting characters from, 
from those two shows um, that you never really think are gonna like whatever, and then they bring them together, and they sh- it looks epic. It looks like a movie. Like it did look like it a movie. It looks yeah. so. So for TV, it looks amazingly entertaining. I can't even like, and it's like I'm really looking forward to. So they're introducing Hot Girl, um, who she hasn't been on either of the of the two shows, and like historically, she's one of the first costume female superheroes, I think. And you know, like like I just mentioned earlier, CW has they've done a pretty good job of writing strong female characters. So hopefully, it's reflected in this. And we learned that Vandal Savage is the main bad guy. Um, that Rip Hunter has brought the the team to fight. So he's like this immortal guy who he's caused havoc throughout like all these different people. So I'm guessing this first season is going to be like this team jumping through different points in time to fight him off during like these crazy. It's like a Doctor events. Who DC well, I mean, mashup. You, you have Arthur uh, D- uh, Darvel who's played. He played Rory in Doctor Who. Yeah. So it almost like feels like an extension of. He's There's like, no oh, way. the Doctor. Like my wife, my wife said it. She's like, oh, the Doctor doesn't have time for this, so I'm going to go and take care of it. It, just, it feels of like that. I mean, why not? You have some time on your hands? We have gotten glimpses of time travel in this universe, thanks to Flash. So, you know, it shouldn't be too far-fetched within the constraints of of this universe. So, you're exci- are you excited for uh, for this show? You have to watch. You have to watch. Flash I feel like around. for TV, it looks great. It looks like what I'd like to watch on TV. Um, I watch so much movies, though. So, a part of me sees, like, the little flaws. Like, the VFX isn't always there. And... You know, the, the mashup of random characters, to me personally, because I haven't seen that much right. Arrow and Flash. Right. I guess it, 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 was would, a little... it would seem a little out there if you if you haven't seen the two shows. You know the, the effects thing, though, like, I think once you're able to get past, like, when you're able to get into that mentality where it's TV and you let go a little bit, it doesn't even bother me. Exactly. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, one thing I do hope we see from this show, I hope they introduce a... Booster Gold, who he's a he's a character in the DC universe. He's a hero from the future, and he uses like tech and knowledge of historical events to stage these his heroic events for his own personal gain. But he has a really really cool connection to a character in the show, and I'm not gonna say because if they do introduce him, it uh it'll probably give away like a huge plot in the show. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, anything you said, so but I'm excited. Just look out for Booster Gold. Hopefully, um, I hope. They show this trailer and the Supergirl trailer at San Diego Comic-Con, which I'll be at. They'll get to see it early and report back. But yeah, I can't I can't imagine watching this show week to week. I feel like I just, I'll explode every single week. This would actually be a great binge watch, I feel like. After watching Daredevil, I was like, that'd be pretty yeah. perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, perfect, huh? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not waiting, though. I'm watching it week to week because I just... I'm gonna just ex- let it end and then oh watch God, it Oh my God, I'm going to explode. I can't, I can't even... Don't just thinking explode. about it, I can't even function. Don't, don't function on me. <laughs> Moving on to Marvel, uh, it was announced that Agent Carter would be leaving New York for L.A. Hopefully we'll get to see some of the like 1950s classic glam Hollywood. It'll be super fun to watch. And given that setting and time, I'd love to see, like, which I know you're really into, uh, those like 1950s alien supernatural elements come into play. Like I love that, yeah. That'd invasion of the Body Snatchers and all that stuff. Massive fan, yeah. yes. Please, more. We also saw a new trailer for season two of True Detective. The cast looks amazing, and I just hope it's as good as the first season, which can be a little slow, uh, you know. If, if binged. If, if binged. If binged. But, the, I mean, Rachel McAdams, Colin Farrell. The other dude. The other uh, Taylor Kish, who played John, John Carter, is from yeah. uh, Friday Night Lights. It was a weird, like... It's Vince Vaughn. A, a weird teaser. Yeah. So yeah. random, but... I didn't expect him. I, I thought it was like, you know, Wedding Crashers Part 2 or something. It's gonna be... I, it, I, I think it might be better than the first. I hope it's not as meta, because all that, like, weird, like, like that Russ used to kind of get into. 
I was the like, thing is, right, there's a lot right, of more, yeah. a lot of more characters to juggle I hope it's around. A little more action. Yeah, they they than... they said so many mysterious things in that trailer too. It was just like, I hope so. I hope so. We'll find out. We'll find out. Let's see. Let's see. All of that I'm stuff, repeating yeah. everything you're gonna say. That was <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. So but, yeah, hey, it's I fun. Guess look out for that. Moving on to thing of the week. Thing of the week. Da, 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 thing of the week. I'm not gonna let that be our theme song. It's gonna it's gonna, ca- <laughs> it's gonna catch on. I'm telling you. All right, I'll go first this time. Okay. Uh, my thing of the week is The First Turtle by Mondo. Ooh. It is an action figure based on the 1983 Kevin Eastman sketch on a napkin. And it's that doodle that, you know, it was a joke, but it is now what became the phenomenon that is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Keep going. I like singing, man. I mean, that's a good song, though. <laughs> that's a good song, and it's acceptable at that point. All right, so they have two versions. They have the first turtle figure in black and white, which looks awesome. It looks like the sketch came to, you know, popped out of the Straight napkin. Out of the comic book. Yeah. Well, napkin, because this is a sketch down on a napkin. That's right. That's, how it's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And then they have the other two versions are red and orange, which I sort of dislike, to be personally honest. Completely I, honest. I, I, I don't I'm not mind. The fan, but some people like color in their figures, and that's fine. I, so you do I have actually, those options. I, I do prefer. I'm not gonna lie. I do prefer color. That's why we love options. So pick one up. They're sixty five dollars a pop. Uh, I will tr- ask and beg my wife, and see if I can. Uh, as we almost do, all of us married men. Us men. Men. Us men. Thank you for that, Sergio. Sorry. All right. So what's your thing of the week, Ricky? My thing of the week, the, the thing of oh, the week, <laughs> also comes from Mondo. Uh, they announced that they were releasing a print uh, from Tomorrowland. It comes out on May 21st on MondoTees.com. The print shows uh, Casey, who's the main character from the movie. She's in a field and she's looking out into what the world of Tomorrowland. And we see a, like a highway with really futuristic cars. We see Space Mountain in the background. We see like a monorail basically flying and a guy in a in a rocket pack flying around. It's really like kind of retro looking, really cool. Hopefully I can get my hands on one. There's the the regular version, which is the 24 by 36. There's an, it's an edition of 375. And there's the variant, which is 24 by 36. And there's only 175 of those. So hopefully I can get either or. I don't care. I love their work so much. Mondo's awesome. Well, it's not their work, but you know, the artists they have. They on should send us free stuff. Yeah, So nice. you can review on your channel. Be nice, guys. Send a lot of money their way. Channel. Yeah, we'll review. We'll actually probably do some stuff on there. And th- those are our things of the week. <laughs> In the world of tech, Lily. Who is Lily? What is Lily? It's a waterproof camera drone with a smiley face on it that you can abuse. And by that, I mean you can throw it in the air, throw it in water, a raging inferno. I'm not 100% sure about that that last one but it'll turn on fly up and follow you around while recording i'm glad that you cleared up the abusing part because that's abuse yeah throwing it like that come on care about your things it looks slightly larger than most people's hands maybe a face size drone i'm horrible at describing the size of it but anyways their press video states a number of things such as throw and go full hd slow-mo and 1080p and 720p 60 frames per easy landing and they show it landing in the palm of some guy's hand 20 minute flight time and a lot more. I this is the beginning of Skynet, you know that, right? Yeah. 
this is this is how we this is how we die. I mean, it's already that, that's been years. It ago, even lo- I think it, it looks like like one of the, like the Skynet drones. I'm, the happy face on it actually that freaks creepy. me out. It's like I'm looking at you right now, but I'm smiling. I can I'm imagining like two years time just walking down the street and you just see a bunch of people walking in with all these little drones flying around. Guaranteed them. to be and then some, all of a, a sudden like traffic. The, the switch just turns on and they just start shooting at us. And yeah, yeah. We're you done. put a little gun in there. Yeah, Nerf guns at first. Yeah, it uses a controller slash tracking device, which you can attach to a wrist strap in a waterproof case that from the video allows you to control it for recording sound, select shots, take pictures. And of course, that's what the drone follows to follow you around. There was video of someone testing it out in a park. They had it lift off from their hand, but it seemed to to take a while, a little longer than their their press video. But when it seems to work, I mean, you know, it seems to work really well. I did notice that it was really loud, but it's sort of. It would have to be, I just, right? I can't, so, for example, I would love to take this with me to, like, San Diego Comic-Con and just walk around and record that, but imagine if everybody else did it, you have, like, this small space with all these drones flying around, like... Air traffic, but Yeah. Air traffic, I just, yeah. um, I mean, but I think it's in a, it'll be cool for sports, and... Of course, yeah. It'll change that, it'll change the, like, I might, you think this would be a content, like, you think, do you think GoPro should be worried? By no, I, I guarantee you, GoPro is going to eventually get in that market okay. and take it over. Maybe. Like, I mean, it'd be the smart thing to do as a company. Just make a drone, add a GoPro camera. So attachments, because they love their attachments. Maybe both and there you go. One of, the, one of the companies should buy the other one out. Yeah, of course. I don't think I like the idea of having a gadget with the camera right. in, in it already, right. because you can't swap it out or, you know, update it. It's available for pre-order. How much? About 500 bucks. Cool. So if I had the money, I definitely would buy it. I'm gonna buy one eventually. I mean, it just seems like maybe years down the line when it's affordable for most people. Before the robots kill us, I just can't justify 500 bucks for 1080p 720. You're paying 500 bucks for a, a thing that's gonna eventually kill you and take over the world. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. I'm gonna take you on a journey through the halls of Asgardia and the realm of Midgard. It starts on Do the it. moon. Take me. <laughs> it starts on the moon. Nick Fury whispers something to Thor's ear and suddenly... romantic. Yeah, and suddenly he becomes unworthy. He loses the ability to wield Mjolnir, the legendary hammer Your forged Mjolnir. by Odin and passed down to his son. The inscription on the hammer reads, Whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Thor finds himself unable to wield the hammer and in a fight with Malekith, king of the Dark Elves, loses his arm as well. Who needs arms? Not Thor. Cut to the moon where a mysterious woman picks up the hammer from its resting place, deeming her worthy to possess the power of Thor and in turn become Thor, the goddess of thunder. That's thunder. So the rest of this is going to be super spoilers, by the way. So if you haven't read or you plan on reading. Yeah, keep listening. Just cover your ears. So... At this point in the story, Malekith and the Frost Giants invade Midgard, which is Earth, and it's up to Thor to help stop them. Um, but then the, you know, the new goddess of, of Thunder, she's discovering herself in battle, and the old Thor, who's now Odinson, he, he he wants to go on this quest to kind of, like, discover who she is. So he creates, like, a list of who he thinks might now wield, like, his hammer, and he goes out on his mission. And when they first meet, he he's a little resentful and jealous because, you know, yeah. she has his, his freaking This is my powers. hammer. I don't yeah. want to give it out. Um, but, you know, he realizes that she's actually, she is worthy, and, like, he wants to he wants to help her now, and he wants to help her defeat this invasion that's happening. So he goes to his mom, Frigga, uh, and he, he, w- w- both of them together track down all of the women that he had ridden 
on, on the list to, to help Thor in, in this battle against Malekith. So, like, you see this, like, cool panel where, like, it's just, like, all these cool women, like, Scarlet Witch and, uh, I think, like, Spider-Woman and a bunch of, like, the Asgardians, Lady Sif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all show up to help Thor in this this huge crazy battle and it's freaking super girl power to the max and you know at the end of it they obviously win and he pleads Ordenson pleads with with Thor to reveal her identity and she she doesn't and she just flies away into the heavens and, of course you gotta tease it and, and then we end the the issue eight ends and we see we see her reach the city of Asgardia and send the hammer away into the next land and then the helmet comes off and her true identity is revealed. I know who it is. Drum Angelina roll. Jolie. Close. No, not close at all. I don't know Brad Pitt. Give me a drum roll. Jaw roll? Drum roll. Give me oh. a drum roll. And the identity of our new guys of Thunder is Dr. Jane Foster. Yep. Thor's ex-love of his life, ex-girlfriend. She's currently a representative of of Earth in the Council of Worlds on Asgard. Before becoming a council member, before this started, we learned that she's diagnosed with breast cancer. Which is why he doesn't even, like, suspect her of being Thor. And it's also the reason why she was in the right place to pick up the hammer, because she was serving as, as a council woman. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, we find out that it's actually... Being Thor is actually killing her and making the cancer worse. That's not fun. So, what we basically talked about, um, it's th- issues one through eight of, of Thor, which it's now over because of Secret Wars, which is revamping the Marvel Universe. Um, but like to talk about the series, one of my biggest worries when it was first announced that a female would take over the the Thor role, I thought it was gonna be a gimmick and that it wouldn't it last. It did sound that way, yeah. Which I mean, if it would have been a gimmick, I thought it would have been a huge injustice to the character, and it would have shown that Marvel doesn't really like take the idea of having a female become one of its most famous heroes, arguably uh, one of its most famous heroes, uh, Thor. But it looks like she's she's here to stay for at least a little while longer. Yeah. Due to certain events in Secret Wars. I think this is sort of how they're going to test the waters to see if, you know, she's how honestly, people react. She's, she's a badass. I had actually stopped reading Thor because I was already bored with it. and uh, But Jason Aaron, who's the writer, he's totally revitalized it with, with this new character. I was a little surprised that he stayed on writing the series when he she became a woman. Because historically, men aren't the best writers of women, of, of strong female characters. But dude, he's been knocking it out of the park. He writes it in a way where like her inner voice and thoughts are they're very human. And like insecure and almost fun like comical but with her mouth it's like the same tone as like the Thor we're used to and like Almond will like oh, I need a horse and, like, I you know. love you know what like I can't when I read through it I can't put that that sound in my in my head like I can't sound out the words the same way because yeah. it just comes out so manly on my I end. need me I am you know like, but she talks about that like on the outside so it's really funny it's like Gimli's wife yeah kind of yeah uh, it, it's really cool to see the duality of that character and like how her old self to become her new self I really have to tip my hat to the writer to Jason Aaron and the Marvel creative team they were able to transcend almost every female stereotype and make you know what I said earlier arguably one of the company's top three heroes a woman without making it a gimmick she's not she Thor she's not Lady Thor she's just Thor and it works and I love it and I'm excited for what comes next I am too I feel like that's what Supergirl take note exactly we're gonna jump into games with Koji Igarashi, one of the designers and former producers of the beloved Castlevania games. He needs your help to bring his gothic name, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, to life. Dude, everybody's leaving Konami. Another one. No, that, that, okay, listen, I'm pissed off about that. Another I don't one. want to talk about that. <laughs> what we're going to talk about, though, is this, because he needs your help, because his Kickstarter 
is already funded. So in a sense, I guess he doesn't really need that much help anymore. Uh, Originally, they asked for a humble sum of $500,000. But as of today, May 16th, they now passed $2 million with 27 days to go. I mean, I want to put, yeah, I want to start a Kickstarter just to, to see, maybe, you know, maybe it could go past that. With your personality and your looks? You're, I don't know about any of those, but, uh, you know, crazy. They now reached over 10 out of their 12 stretch goals, and I have the may add more if they reach those last two. It's very common in Kickstarter to see that. So, uh, Bloodstained seems to be leaving 3D space behind and going for my favorite, Metroidvania, which is that 2D, sti- Ooh, uh, 2D, 2D side-scrolling. 2D. Yeah happy about that i love the retro feel to it and uh, i wasn't exposed to castlevania personally until i played the nintendo 64 version i remember yeah i, I remember I, that i fell in love with the mixture of horror and adventure and that whole vampire hunters and dracula and it was so great it was on game boy too right oh yeah later on uh, that happened later on when i first got into the game boy advance the first game i picked up was castlevania circle of the moon and it was beyond amazing i must have played through it like four times which is a lot when i was that young I just wanted to make sure I found everything and unlocked everything and had everything and went to opened every door. And then they had Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow. Later, later on, they had, you know, the 3DS games, and they were just all great. They had such great storytelling, attention to detail. Aspect of those games just felt so well thought out. Do you, uh, we're going to put the link for the Kickstarter in the show description, maybe? Of course, yeah. So I mean, you know what, guys? Please go out there and support that, because those are the kind of games that companies believe we don't want anymore, but fans are saying otherwise with their wallets. And those are the games that, a type of game that the creators really, I think, put a lot of effort into being creative and, and telling the, the, the best story they can possible, you know? They're truly passionate about it. Like, this guy went from making 2D scrolling games, and I think they pushed him to mobile. I believe. Okay. So it's like, you know, the company says, we don't need, you know, we don't need that anymore. So go do mobile. Go do this. And by the way, that's something Konami is actually... Oh, they're going mobile? They believe that mobile is the future, which in a sense it is, but not the way it is Nintendo's doing it too, so... Yeah. I hope hope for the best. I'm looking forward to this, though. Me too. So that's it for the week, folks. Once again, I'm Sergio AM. And I'm Ricky Kazan, reminding you... That this podcast is your fight song. This is my fight song. This is your fight song. This so is your fight tune song. tune in next week, guys. We'll see you then. Well, we can't see you, but... Hasta la vista, baby. You'll, you'll hear us. Now, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook and Google+. So check out the show description for those details as well. And finally, if you want to support the podcast and help us out, the best way is to subscribe and share. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or just manually by adding us to your favorite podcatcher through our RSS feed. To your friends, family, enemies, personal robotic butlers, anyone you can think of, we'd really, really appreciate it. We really would.